A. Life is a circle, goes round and round. One day for me, one day for you. Hey, everybody. You know what um, <clears throat> Lisa's grandmother used to say? Life is a circle, goes round and round. One day for me, one day for you. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you don't think that's true? I don't understand. Can you? She said that? That's what she said, Lizzie. She used to say a bunch of stuff. She said, hey, when you laugh, you tell the truth. Okay. She'd say, hey, when you die... You, he said to me, hey, I feel half dead. And I said, hey, when you die, you don't die half. You die all the way. <laughs> she said that. Yeah. How can I make this up? Welcome to the Film Photography Podcast. This okay. is our spectacular Thanksgiving weekend marathon. Right. Today Leftovers. Is, that's right. Today's Friday. Oh, by the way, Mark Dalzell's here. Oh, hey. John Fideli. Who's he? Michael Rosso. There he is. It's me. I've been getting emails over like the whole year of people saying, "Oh man, I love the FPP. I really like." They, they say, "I really love that weird film." That weird film. All year, it's been like burning into my like weird film. I'm like, wow, you know what? We have the weird film club here. So mm-hmm. I emailed my good friend Noel Scotch Anderson. Mm-hmm. He's a cartoonist, the artiste, goofroof.com. He did uh, Revengers. Oh, he drew me. Yeah. Yes. 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 The Bravengers comic book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, can you do a little cartoon drawing of, um, you know, a couple, and they're part of the weird film club. <laughs> that weird film. Because that I'm going to do be a be newsletter. That's all you gave him? Yeah. That's all he needs. Wow. Yes. He gets it. Noel gets it. That's right. And he sent me a cartoon back. Of, Where you is know, it? Let me see. It's in the newsletter today. Oh. Check your email box. Oh, great. I will. Because... This next film has been sitting on the shelf here at FPP for years. Languishing. And Mark, every few months, comes in. It's like, oh, hey, how about that? That was a good Mark, right? That was perfect. I thought that was him. I was looking at him. Hey, how about that uh, Kodak LPD4? It's so weird. LPD4. All right, let's talk about this. I have... Because these guys were fighting over a box that's on eBay right now. A box of film. An empty box, even, we're fighting over LPD4. I have a bunch sorry, of weird LPD4. film, so this is going to be the first weird film. It's a bunch of like there's a bunch of weird films up there, like a bunch of weird films. Oh yeah, okay. I'm not going to tell what they are. How far does my mic cable reach? Right, exactly. Can I go? Well, so the Weird Film Club is. Mm-hmm. And it's, this is a very low key kind of. It's like you don't have to join. You don't have to join a separate email newsletter list. It's like if you subscribe to the FPP newsletter, you're you in will, the club. You're in the club. So every month or so, every few weeks, every month, you okay, Mark? Good. Okay. <laughs> so is the blood orange Coke your favorite of the assortment? Home? Okay. I have no home. It's okay. But isn't it strange? Like, here's the ginger lime, but it's in a regular can. But the ginger lime is the only one that comes in the twelve, the regular twelve ounce cans. I don't know what, what ounce is that. Well, it's also twelve. I mean, but the regular. But that's can the skinny can. can. But it also it's comes in the skinny cans. It's the Red Bull but can. You should be like an. You should be a person who volunteers for like some kind of Coca Cola experiment mm. to see, like, oh, 
you know, oh, Mark Dalzell like, I drinks did. 12 cases okay, a day. Okay, let's, let's check. Yes, check. His urine fizzes when he pees. <laughs> I, was, I, was a, <laughs> I was a beta tester when they first came out with uh, lemon Coke. Oh, it's I gone was, now? No, they, you can still get it. Like Coke with lemon, they... Um, or, sorry, lime, not lemon. But okay. the, when they first came out with lime Coke, they would send me all these like bottles with, with blank white labels on them. Interesting. <laughs> how how did they get you for that? Just out of curiosity. Did you sign up? Or they were just like I used to, two guys in red uh, or uh, black suits were like Mr. Dalzell. No, I used to. Uh, I used to subscribe to um, doing questionnaires and surveys oh, and things, and that was one of the ones they said, "Oh, do you want to be a test a tester for this new kind of soda that's coming out?" I was like, "Hell yeah!" Interesting. Um, <laughs> and it was really good. And then the stuff they actually released is not nearly as good. Oh, we're into shit. our second day anyway, of the marathon. What are we talking about? We're into our second day of the marathon. Only now I'm actually looking at the. The audio board to see if you guys' mics are even on. <laughs> you have, and they weren't. You have, uh, uh, what is that? Turkey coma. <laughs> oh, so today's show, folks, welcome to our first ever uh, Thanksgiving weekend marathon. We already said that. Yeah, okay. LPD4, we're talking about. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Weird okay. Film Club. And then later on, we're going to talk snakes? about everything you wanted to know about motion picture film scanning, but we're afraid to ask. I'm afraid. Scared. Okay. Oh, so scared. weird film club. There are these film stocks that find their way to the FPP that are just so unusual and so weird. You see, I can't help it. So weird that it makes sense to every few weeks, every month, whatever, you'll get a special newsletter in your email box mm-hmm. announcing the newest film in the the newest F- weirdest film. Yeah, in the FPP weird film club. If you buy this film. All you have to do is buy the film, and you automatically induct it into the Weird Film Club. If it's popular, if people, if I'm receiving emails, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. <laughs> you know, if people are like, whoa, whoa more weird, whoa, film, weird film, then we'll come up with the cardboard membership card. Oh, cardboard. The T-shirt, maybe, of wow. the Noel Scott Anderson, you know, Great. cartoon guy. We'll see. We'll play it by ear. A hat. A hat. You know, we'll see. Armband. We'll see what happens. But the first film. Pens and pencils. Is LPD4. This is like a lab, like film for copying, copy film. It looks like yeah. an archival type. Yeah, it's. It, it, I, I don't really know much about it. See, that's um, a great I'm thing. I'm the one who uses it more than anybody, and I don't really think The great about thing it. about it is that we don't know anything. And that's. It's mysterious. Yes, it's mysterious. All we're going to do is... The only thing we're going to tell you is... That it exists. This is what it is. And I'll, I'll... On the website, if you go to your email newsletter and click through, or go to... Type in LPD4 on FPPFilmPhotographyStore.com, mm-hmm. you'll see what the ISO is. So we, when we release a weird film, we're going to tell you what it is to the best of our... To the best of what we know. The best of what information you can gather on it. That's right. Like, for example, this would have been part of the Weird Film Club, but the Weird Film Club didn't exist yet. Last month, we released whatever I had on the shelf. I don't know why I was on the shelf, John. I I know why I was on the shelf. I bought this film, Mitsubishi 35mm film. Huh? I bought it in, like, 2011, 2012. At a time when you could buy rolls of film for like literally pennies, mm. I just I saw the auction. And I'm like, oh, let me buy this big hundred roll box or whatever it was. Wow. So, but I'm like, oh, what is it? It's Mitsubishi. Clearly, 
they're not like cranking out cars and film on the assembly line. Maybe they had one of these roles in every Mitsubishi that came out. I thought maybe it was a Mitsubishi that had like you put the film like a space in the dashboard and has like a dash cam comes up. Oh yeah, that would have been cool. The original backup cameras, you had to get it yeah. developed to see where you were going. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, would have to have like a lab box built in. Yeah. No, there was a little uh, uh, worker, auto worker. In you the know truck. what it would do? <laughs> like it would in, be uh, that's okay. <laughs> you know, it would have been like ectochrome film. Mm-hmm. It has an E6 kit built into the rear of your car. <laughs> yeah, it processes it and then it projects it to a screen that's on your dashboard. Nice. That's the backup. That's a steampunk backup camera. Right. Anyway, <laughs> all this is, is caused by UFOs. Oh, so the Mitsubishi film. Uh, a listener wrote in. Uh, as a matter of fact, I wish I had the letter. I know. That's the second letter you lost. I know. I lose show. a lot of letters. I, I th- you know what letter I lost? No. Watch. A, B, C, D, F, G, <laughs> H, I. I can't say the letter F. Oh, man, where's that letter? It's a conic- it's, The film was made by Conica, and it was well, a very well-known emulsion, and the dude was like, Whoa, I can't believe it's this film because it's not made anymore. Wow. So that was a really cool, weird nice film. weird find. Mitsubishi is also available in the FPP online store. But Mark Dalzell has been shooting LPD4 for quite a while. It's saying it's high contrast is, you know, it's it's beyond high contrast. I'm looking at it. It's like ultra high contrast. It's ultra not, high contrast. What I say is it's not black and white film. It's black or white film. <laughs> <laughs> really? Now, why do you like it so much? Just because it's so strange. And every time I post one online, I get a bunch of comments saying, what is this? I've never seen anything like this. You know, it's got this really bizarre green pattern. Um, I've had a lot of, I've had mixed luck with it. It's, it was originally designed for, like, process printing. It was never designed to be put through cameras. Um, and if you read the tech specs on it, 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 it barely even mentions anything remotely like an ISO. It, it tells you... You need to shoot it with a tungsten bulb from eight feet for four seconds, and oh. it's very technical. But um, it's technically it, it's supposed to be rated around like ISO. I think it's three point two, or you know ISO four basically is what it is. Wow. Or yeah, ISO three point two. I shoot it. The stuff that I have of unknown origin and background, I have the best luck shooting it around ISO one. Hmm. Uh, and and because of the crazy contrasts, I have a lot better luck if I'm shooting it outside. So if I, like I, I shot a roll in San Clemente a couple of years ago outside on the on the beach on a sunny day where it's super bright, so you can shoot things like ISO one, but also it's a it's a much lower contrast background that I'm shooting against, and mm-hmm. the images all came out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Other stuff that I've shot, like I, I took some pictures of my daughter riding her bike on our driveway with the sun hitting her but with sort of dark trees behind her. And when I developed it, it's just literally her bright white on her bike and a completely black background. Like, it looks like I cut cut out the negative of her and put it on a black background. So, And then the other really weird thing about it, which I keep... How did you light that shot, by the way? There's a picture of a piano that Mark took some photos of. Okay, see? With the... Well, I can show you. LPD. LPD. Yeah, because, I mean, it's kind of, like, hazy. Well, I can tell you right now, some people are not going to like the look of this. No. Uh, that's why I wanted to ask you, how did you light that? Is that natural light? Did no, a, that's, that's light using four of the, the tungsten okay. movie bulbs, like, four feet away. I was going to say. To shoot, shooting to, at ISO 1. Yeah, shooting in the dark studio at ISO 1, you need, like, you know, that was whatever that is, 
uh, are those 300? Yeah, it's 1,200 watts of light. Yes, like wow. five feet away, so and sh- the picture is still completely. Show me the underfoot. picture of your daughter on the bike. But like, here's an example. But that shot in full sun. That's oh. really oh. crazy. Oh. I mean, look at the oh. sky. It's like blotchy. Yeah. But the grain that you get is completely weird. So it's got a ton of detail. Mm-hmm. It's very sharp. But yeah. At the same time, it's also kind of a weird green. Yeah. It um, looks really old. It looks like you shot that decades ago. The FPP is the only place on the planet that's rolling these films in cartridges so you could shoot it in I your would, still I would camera. I would go so far as to say that looks like a pinhole shot. Like a oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, 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 hey, oh, what's up? Oh, you said this was not prompted. How weird. He said it looks like a painting. Our good friend Doug, he said to me via email, Mike, when are you going to make that, that painterly film available? Is that the painterly film yes. of which he spoke? He called it painterly. Yeah, I get a lot of comments. That's what a lot of people do comment and say it looks like a painting. It looks like an oil painting. Hmm. Black and white oil painting. But then, so that's that's actually shooting it, which it's tricky to shoot. I would recommend, highly recommend just shooting it on full sunny day outside, yeah. wide open. You know, you, you can shoot 1.4 directly into the sun and you're, you know, you're still going to be shooting it like a 30th of a second. But but the other cool thing is when you, when you then process it. Yes. It oh, creates positive. positives, positives in regular chemistry. So I've I develop in either Xtol or D seventy six, and you just get black and white positives out of D seventy six or Xtol or whatever, huh. which is completely All right, yeah. weird. So that's what you were talking about on your video, right? So I, I did a video. To develop that with yeah, I developed in a in a two roll tank. I developed a roll of Orwo fifty four and a roll of the LPD four which both happen to have, well, I use the same developing time. And, um, you know, when you pull it out of the tank, the ORWO is negative and the LPD-4 is positive. It's just That's pretty, pretty weird, odd. Man. That's pretty weird. Weird, sorry, weird. Oh, strange, bizarre, bizarre unusual. unusual. Unexplainable. So this film, do you think you can tame the contrastiness by, uh, by processing it in, like, caffeinol or TD3? You know, like... That's way out of my knowledge I'll put, zone. I'll, I don't know. I'll but. put it to you folks out there listening. If you're going to go in, look at the newsletter because there's a coupon code in there. Coupon. To get some cash off. Yeah. Folks out there, we don't know the developing times other than what Mark has developed it. Yeah, so I'll give you a, a starting point. I get If you look up my photo stream and you look at my LPD4 images, I usually develop for eight or nine minutes at 70 degrees Fahrenheit. In either D76 stock or Xtol stock. Same time for both. So whatever. I'm just like a sloppy darkroom guy anyway. So start there. Um, but don't shoot it. Yeah, definitely shoot it at like ISO 1 or somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, that seems to be the best. Otherwise, they just come out black. Even when you were shooting at 4? You were rating it for 4? Even Yeah, even ISO 4. So you can, if you get the light on this one. Yeah, I see. That, that far image. That's the 4? That's 4. Wow, what a difference. So you can get something out of it. So this, yeah, this was shot at... I think ISO 4, ISO 1, and ISO make maybe 0.5. What camera did you shoot that on? This was my Nikon S2. Uh, and you can rate that low on that camera? Sure. Well, it has shutter speeds down to a second, and oh, I have, I have I mean, a 1.4 for, lens on it. Oh, so you, I mean, what, what is the, uh, the film knob? What is the lowest that you can rate it in the camera? Well, there's no meter it? on that camera. That's just an, that's an old rangefinder. Oh, so, well, then how do you rate it for 4 with uh, manual, Manueli? Well, the light meter app that we use goes down to ISO 3. Okay. So and you then, just use the light meter app rated it. And then, yeah, you know, just, again, double it for whatever it says for ISO 3. And so you're saying that the, the LPD4 is like an ISO 1-ish? Yeah. Yeah, I've tried it. 
I, I know that it's it's supposed to be rated at three point two, but a lot of the you know they haven't made it for a while, so a lot of these stocks are going to be at least ten to twenty years expired. Like the the role that I'm currently working on expired in ninety seven, so it's twenty some years old. Who knows where it's been? It's been in a garage or a basement or whatever. So it doesn't seem to be doesn't seem to be good at ISO three anymore. Um, so I just shoot it at one, and I get so get good results. If you're using a light meter app, you dial it down to ISO three, get your reading, and then open another open, stop. Yep, open or, another stop. Yeah, or slow at another stop. Now, have you had a problem with your light meter app? When I say problem, I mean not a problem with the app, but when I use it, that the sun is so bright that you can't even see your phone. What do you do about that? I don't have that problem. Why not? Okay. No, I never had that problem either. Well, What's my problem? I don't know. You have your, maybe you need you to have turn your, your brightness. And yeah, your brightness oh, turned down. Oh, maybe. To conserve batteries, it's on like the low screens. Oh well, there's your yes. LP4. Welcome to the first uh, installment of the. Uh... Oh hey Justin, that's Dave back there. Yes, I'm Mike. You, what do you need? You feel gone. okay? Your hands are very pale. <laughs> so every few weeks, you're going to see something in your email box from the FPP newsletter. Weird Film Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, please check out Noel Scotch Anderson's cartoons. Goofroof.com. Good friend of the show. Either of you guys listen to the Sam Sherman episodes. Quarter for $35 at a table. I'm walking around there, and a guy stops me. He said, where'd you get it? It's my camera. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. Uh, here, why don't you read this letter? I've what? only gotten as far as 2012 in the in the. Podcast. I have two post-its from Sam. I'm going to announce to the folks here while, uh, well, I was going to say while, while Justin reads this letter. Go ahead, Justin. You going somewhere, Mike? I'm just getting my post-its. Uh-huh. This is from Tommy Reeves, message body. Hey, Mike, just wanted to say I really enjoyed the Sam Sherman episodes. Well, this was a camera made by Konica, by the way. He is a wonderful storyteller, and I hope you will have him back. Also, back when I ordered a couple of the FPP t-shirts, I'd hoped you'd make hats too, and I see you did. I'm anxiously awaiting two hats now. Thanks for all you do. I really enjoy the shoe. His name is Tommy Reeves. (laughs) Two hats Tommy. (laughs) What's up, Tommy? Okay. Now just dead air until Mike gets back. Uh, Sam's a great friend of the show. And uh, he sends, he calls often, and he tells me, and these are tips for everyone out there, providing Mark didn't already go to the eBay and and scoop these up. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if these are still on eBay, but Mm -hmm. Sam Sherman called. He says, these are recommended cameras. I saw the one email. Ricomatic 225. Yeah. Yeah. It was 125. 189 mint with 35 millimeter outfit. Oh, that's cool. So... Recommend. That's one Sam's recommendation of the day. Okay. Rico. Oh, that's the same one. Ooh, he recommends it twice. Yep. Let's get on that. Uh, This one says, while you were out, Sam Sherman called. He would like a call back. (laughs) That's just a phone (laughs) message. You are over there. Here's his third recommendation. Eggs, milk, butter. (laughs) So we hope to have Sam. And a treat for me. We hope to have Sam back on the show. Speaking of treats, where's the where's yeah? The where's the treats? Oh, you want them this episode? You don't wait. To, wait you don't want to uh, wait till tomorrow. We'll wait till tomorrow if you if All we must. Right. Okay. I'm really hungry. All right, that's now. the show. I'm hungry now, Daddy. Uh, well, no, I was going to uh, talk really quick about 126 in this show. What show? Go ahead, do it. I dare you. Well, here it is, Mark. Actually, like a, the micro machines guy is going to talk quick. We're actually a year later. Remember one year, almost a year ago, we were here doing our our Factmatic tests. Was it? Yeah, oh, it's like wow. yeah, yeah blah. doesn't seem like that long ago. Wow, I was wearing a red shirt. The table was turned sideways. Yeah, it was, it was turned a different way. Uh, here we are a year later, and still they're super popular. 
They're currently in stock at FPP. It's called the FPP 35mm to 126 adapter. And they're frequently out of stock because they come from Italy. Italy. You know, 20, 30 at a time. And then when I announce them, it's like people just scoop them up. up. Cool. I put them in the – this time, because I have enough, I put some in the FPP eBay store. And it's interesting because people who shop eBay don't know what an FPP is. Mm -hmm. So they don't shop at the FPP. They're just people who go to eBay. Lots of people, right, Mark? Hundreds. (laughs) So now eBay people are scoffing them up. Oh, wow. And the the listing's very specific. It says right up front, we are not taking this back, (laughs) that you need time and patience to deal with this. And... It is recommended you use your X15 camera, and there's a good chance it will not work with your camera, so Mm -hmm. be prepared to also put an X15 in your cart, eBay people. Mm. Uh, An X15 is like five bucks You should just sell it. You should just include an X15 with the auction. Oh, (laughs) you guys are okay. You must have a box of X15s. I I got a bunch over there. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? It's so cold in here. Now we can is that Paige? Is that Walrus? It's so cold in here. <laughs> We're officially back to cold. Yeah. Yeah. It's the next, so cold The next in 10 here. months of episode, you'll hear our like, no, a sniffling. Yeah, I'm sniffling, oh. and my nose is running because... My knees are shaking. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, our good friend and newest guy to F- the FPP world is our good friend Owen M. McCaffrey II. Wait, are you Owen done talking McCaffrey. about... The Fatmatic? Well, he's going to... Owen... Oh, this is connected to that. Owen, re- yeah. Owen recorded a Roland called The History of 126. No way. Yeah! That's nice. Roll it. If you lived through the late 1960s and into the 1970s, you probably remember family gatherings, holidays, and high school graduations being captured with a Kodak Instamatic camera. The blinding AG1 bulbs and the magic cubes lighting up those special moments and then flipping through the freshly printed photos after picking them up from your local photo hut. If you didn't live through the 60s and 70s, find an old family photo album and keep a lookout for those square photos with a heavy matte finish. Chances are those old photos were taken with some kind of Instamatic camera. Kodak and other Instamatic cameras were loaded with their own special film, Originally called Kodapak, when Kodak invented the format in 1963, it was usually referred to by Kodak's numbering system, 126. Kodak was trying to make picture-taking easier, especially when it came to most users' chief complaint. Loading roll film into the camera was time-consuming, bulky, and could easily end in disaster if the film or the camera was dropped in the process. Before 126 film was created, the majority of people had cameras that took larger roll-type film, usually 620 or 127 size. To load your camera, you had to insert the roll into the camera, pull the backing paper across the body, and then thread it into the empty spool. Then, you had to wind the take-up knob until the camera displayed a 1 for the first picture. It seems like a relatively easy process, but for many people, it was just too inconvenient, and that meant people took less pictures and bought less film. So Kodak decided to do something different. They took film that was the same width of 35mm film, punched one perforation under each frame, affixed backing paper, and then loaded it into a plastic cartridge. They then designed a camera where you would simply pop the cartridge in and wind the advance lever until it stopped. And that was it. You were ready to take pictures. 
When you were finished, all you needed to do was pop the cartridge out, pop a new one in, and you're ready to go. That was the creation of 126 film, and the first camera released on the market was the iconic Kodak Instamatic 100. The format took off quickly. The ease of use was an easy sell to consumers, and cameras were affordable and reliable. The first Kodak Instamatic models featured a pop-up flash that was built into the camera. They took little peanut-sized AG-1 flash bulbs. In 1970, Kodak came out with the X-15, which had the ability to use the new Magic Cube flash system. Since Magic Cubes didn't need a power source, this eliminated the need for batteries in the camera, making them even lighter and even cheaper. The X-15 became iconic in and of itself. If you're a fan of That 70s Show, you can see Kitty Foreman using one in a few episodes. So what happened to 126 film? Well, a lot of things. With the introduction of the Pocket Instamatic in 1972, many consumers took a liking to the new compact design of those cameras, and by the mid-80s, it quickly became one of the more popular formats of choice. In 1982, Kodak introduced their disc film and disc cameras, which were almost immediately a flop, mostly because the negatives were even smaller than the 110 Pocket Instamatics. This led consumers to pay attention to 35mm film. In the past, 35mm cameras were usually only used by people who wanted to take slides or professionals. The cameras were expensive, heavy, and difficult to use for most average Joes. But by the mid-1980s, manufacturers like Minolta, Canon, and Nikon were coming out with some easy-to-use point-and-shoot 35mm cameras that were affordable. And most importantly, they produced large, sharp negatives, which gave consumers better prints than their 110 and disc film counterparts. And so by the mid to late 1990s, 35mm film became the standard of choice among most consumers. Kodak made their last 126 camera, the X15F, in 1988, and by 1999, Kodak discontinued 126 film altogether. After that, the only 126 film on the market was made by a familiar company to many of our listeners, Ferrania. Ferrania sold 126 film under their Solaris label until the company went bust in 2007. By 2010, 126 film seemed to disappear from the market completely and without much fanfare. What's the future of 126 film, you ask? Well, that's a bit unknown. Ferrania film is the only company that I'm aware of that still has most of the tools and resources to make 126 film today. They're well aware of this and even posted about it on their website under the FAQ. It seems that in the future, if there is enough demand, Ferrania may look into making 126 again after all. I know just about all of my appendages are crossed for good luck. If you're still looking to shoot your beloved 126 Instamatic cameras, there are two solutions. The first is called the Facmatic, which is a 3D printed adapter that you can load 35mm film into and shoot it in your 126 camera. In fact, the FPP sells them on their website. If you can get your hands on an old 126 film cartridge, you can load new 35mm film into it and start shooting. There are a few videos online that can show you how to do that, but unfortunately, you're going to get sprockets in your image. If you're into that, all the better for you. For people like me who are a bit of a purist, we just have to wait patiently and hope that someone out there will finally supply us with fresh 126 film for our lonely 126 Instamatics waiting to capture those precious moments all over again. This is Owen McCafferty for the FPP in Cleveland. Thanks for listening. We'll push you right up to today and fix you up with a wizard all-new Kodak camera. The Kodak Instamatic that you absolutely, positively can't miss with. That is, with which you absolutely, positively can't miss.
film comes in an ingenious cartridge that you simply drop in. No, you can't get it in backward. Close the case, few strokes, and you're all ready for daylight. Or flash. Merely drop out the cartridge. This time, Lester can't get into trouble. With the Kebra, that is. He's got it made. Just one more, the eternal plea of the photographer. And one more, and one more, and, oops, not that one for Mama. At last, he had it. Good pictures of Clementine. Hey, we're back. Interesting. Uh, thank you, Owen. Appreciate Very that. Nice, nice guy. Uh, there's currently no 126 film made, but you can get the Factmatic, as that might have been mentioned in the roll-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get it at the FPP store. Do you want to uh, talk about a camera, Mark, or no? Yeah, let's talk about oh. a camera. Yeah, let's, oh. talk, let's talk about film stuff. He doesn't want to... Uh, give me the... Let's do the next one. <laughs> you want to do the next Do okay. the next show? One. Okay. Yeah, I, Here, I, read I, letter I gotta, then. I got to refresh my memory. What show? <clears throat> this one's from Tyler Schmidt. It's pronounced Tyler Schmidt. It is not. It's a typo. Flicker name TS3J35. Oh, that's his password. Sorry. Forget oh. I said that. Hi, guys. I did not stumble on you guys, but rather I was looking for some real down-to-earth, simplistic information to take quality pictures of life. I'm listening in my commute to and from Stony Plain to Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, Nice. where I work as a trade school welding instructor. Cool. I am a newbie for sure. I am learning to play with the camera settings and hope to progress. You will. Aside from all that, what I enjoy taking pictures of is seeing what there is to be seen from alternate perspectives try and let the image show itself, and trying to capture that in a picture. Yeah, I like doing that too. I love the hmm. podcast and the info you provide. I believe that I will soon be getting into processing my own film, color and black and white. In fact, I hope to start buying my film in bulk, as I have recently found a Watson 66B film loader. Mm. Cool. Wow. That's guy's present, moving fast. I know. Oh, it says here he's designed his own camera. No. Oh, my God. No, At present, I have a Minolta SRT-101, Hymatic S35, Minolta Maxim 5000, and a Pentax SF10. I don't know that one. 35 millimeter. Oh, autofocus. I wouldn't know that one. Plus, any other thrift store finds that come up. The Minolta SRT 101 is my favorite camera because it all works on spring tension as you advance the film winding, and the light meter that is built in is great. The fact that it is 60-some years old and still works to me is just awesome. Mm. Though shutter speed is tricky, I have gotten one or two great pictures, and the clarity is just amazing. 
Part of what I like so much about the podcast is the range of cameras and history slash explanation you offer. It definitely helps when in those thrift stores. I need to now find myself a scanner as well, which will help posting my pics. For now, I often use what is handy, like my phone, just to keep involved in seeing a picture to take. This will change as I find the important carry-around camera. I do think iPhone photography is all right because you still create what you maybe would with a film camera or you can see what the image might look like based on how you set the app. Helps in learning. Once I start processing and scanning, I hope to be able to share more pictures. You guys are definitely inspiring for newcomers to the film game. Thank you for that. Please check out the pics on Flickr. Hopefully there will be some soon. Oh, there will be films soon. Hope Mm. all is well. Tyler. By the way... I am listening from your original podcast and catch the new ones as they come out. If I happen to miss any entries into contests, I would like to ask to be entered in any current contests or giveaways you might have. Look, you go. Thank you, Tyler. Okay, Michael, just wanted to let you know that the C41 kit did arrive in only a couple of days after we corresponded. Hmm. Thank you very much for the prompt service. I've been listening from most current to about episode 143 since discovering FPP earlier this year. Now I'm going back to episode one and I'm listening forward. That's a lot of people like to do that. Mm-hmm. Right? God They're bless. binging and people are binging. That's the new binge society. Crazy, right? It's awesome. I'm really enjoying it. And you guys seem like old friends that I look forward to seeing you every week or two. I, I can't you. stand Razzle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, having listened to quite a few episodes, I feel like I know you fairly well and find that we have a few things in common other than film photography. Vinyl is one of those. Yes. Although I do reel-to-reel as well. That's unusual. Uh, you've got me picking up Firestone Christmas albums now at Goodwill from <laughs> no, stop it. cents to 99 cents. Yeah, I love 70s music, especially I was born in 1960, but also jazz and most other genres, but find that I'm also attracted to what you would call nostalgic music as well. Uh, For example, I'm looking for a mint, unopened copy of Al Hurt's The Horn Meets the Hornet. I'm sure there's tons of them out there, where he plays the Green Hornet theme, Flight of the Bumblebee. His LPs are really inexpensive. Nobody, Al Hurt gets no love. He gets love. no love. I saw None. an album of his for 25 cents. Yeah, and it was probably up there for a year. Yes, I'm weird in that way, but there are a few people on the planet that can understand it. You may be one of those. We all understand. I have my weird things, too, mm-hmm. that I collect. Easy listening music. Yep. Is my thing. But uh, good on you, man. Thanks for writing. Mike Clatworthy. And where's he from? It doesn't say. Uh, folks, now's the time if you have a, a vinyl player. <laughs> turntable mm-hmm. to go to ebay and type in uh, goodyear christmas oh they're out there or firestone uh, and you'll see it's like you know seven to ten volumes from the 1960s they're amazing you still haven't really gotten on that bandwagon nope didn't i give you one nope mm-hmm. i bought uh i bought a couple of christmas albums from my past that i remember okay at ames and how does that low christmas album fit on your list like of of enjoyment uh, I don't know. I'm going to give it another spin this Christmas. Mm. It didn't leave an imprint last year, but we played it. Well, everyone's bummed out. Yeah, it's it's pretty melancholic. Yes, it it's is. It's for the fire and eggnog, you know. Yeah. It's not for parties. You know, put it on at parties. Mm-hmm. Like you would say, Al Hurt's Flight of the Bumblebee. I wonder if Al Hurt has a Christmas album. Oh, I bet he does. Everybody does. Everybody had a Christmas album. Uh, Mark, do you enjoy Christmas albums? No. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um. <laughs> I 
the other day, I won't tell you what it was about, but please don't. I I, I was texting John, and, and and Mark calls while I'm texting. No, I was texting John and Mark at the same time, and I, something struck me so funny that as I was texting, I, I pulled over. So you're texting laughing, so. while you're driving. No, no, I was not texting while driving. Uh-huh. I thought it popped in my head. I'm like, oh, and I pulled over. And I, he was composing the text was, in his head yeah, as he was, was driving. Composing the text while pulled over. I do not text and drive. That's really not good to do. Really, it isn't. I don't want to lose anyone out there. And then Mark calls, and then I pick up the phone through the Bluetooth, and I was just so in the middle of a laugh that he couldn't. He couldn't even say hello. He was just laughing too hard to speak. <laughs> Mark said, do you, "Do you want me to call you? Back? Do you want me to call you back?" I was like, "No, no, no, no. It's okay." And that was a good time. Yeah, that yeah, was great. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. It's a good story. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. <laughs> uh, Mark, would you like to do it? You don't want to do a camera this show. I No. Okay. We'll, well, you know what? That's fantastic because we're going to be back tomorrow. Yes. Oh, okay, good. So We'll, we'll talk about it yeah, tomorrow. I think there's a little bit of mashed potatoes and some yams left for tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow.
children. I've been running away from children all my life. From one country to another. And you can't escape them. The world is full of children. children. children.